guys uh, get whiplash and car wrecks and shoot we do that about 10 10 jumps a ride <laughs> so, yeah no it's a bit rough trying to keep your chin tucked <laughs> Welcome to the Luke Branquino Show. My next guest has been a kid. I call him a kid because I'm old, but a guy that has been on the circuit for not very long. In fact, he's setting records his permit year and then set records his rookie year. Keenan Hayes, thanks for joining me, man. Thanks for having me. Man, want to talk about a, a career in professional rodeo, your first two years, and I'm going to start with this last year, winning your first world championship, your rookie year. Setting the rookie year's were, uh, season earnings, uh, I mean, dude, that's 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 some impressive stuff right there, man. Congratulations on that. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It was, uh, it was a fun year. It was uh, kind of went fast, but it was, a, it was a good time. I had a, I had a lot of fun. Well, take advantage of it because I promise you it doesn't go by any slower. Uh but man, just getting to watch you from you know doing TV broadcasts and obviously a fan of rodeo too. But uh, watch just how you went about it and and how you accomplished it was was amazing. But now I want to go back to your permit year, which you won enough money. You set the the record for permit earnings in the bareback riding. You won enough money to qualify to the national finals on your permit but decided just to, to sit out that year as far as instead of getting your card. Yeah. So I, uh, I was on my permit and I went to my circuit finals and won a bunch there and, uh, just kind of waited too long to buy my card for it to count. So, uh, it wasn't going to count. It was counting on the previous, uh, permit. So I just decided it, uh, big, good time just to ride my permit out one more year. And then, on top of it the next year and uh so that's kind of what i went with and uh turned out to be a good idea just wanted all that money to count. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out to be a great idea i mean just actually people were probably thinking what's this kid doing he's crazy not buying his card well i got a bigger plan for the next year and, and you went ahead and did that right yeah i had uh really always wanted that rookie of the year title and uh so i just kind of uh focused on that a lot Guys told me when I was first starting out to write out the two years of the permit and learn as much as you can and then go hard and have enough money saved up so you don't go broke. And uh, so I just kind of worked with that. And uh, that's just what I focused on that extra permit year. And uh, I sh I didn't watch much of the finals that year. It kind of <laughs> salted me up, not going to lie. <laughs> I could imagine knowing that you want enough on your permit, which for a lot of people, what they don't realize, and I know it's different in tiny events and rough stock events, but you're on your permit. You may not get into some of the, the best rodeos, the biggest rodeos. You just, you kind of have to go to the smaller ones and I guess earn your keep, so to say, and just try to win what you can at those smaller ones. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a whole lot of that. I think I went to uh, 117 rodeos that year. Uh, I think I entered like 120. So I, I went to pretty well everything I entered and uh, yeah, it was a whole lot of that. Uh, but yeah, I didn't get into uh, anything in the wintertime, uh, Fort Worth, Rapid City, uh, San Antonio. I got into San Angelo and uh and Austin and those ones. But yeah, some of them big indoors we didn't get let into. So uh 
yeah, who knows if I would have bought it, what what could have happened. But I think it was a good choice just to stick it out and then uh, just be sure to have everything else count. Uh, yeah, I would I would say it was it was a pretty good decision. I mean, you won four hundred and thirty four thousand last year, and and one hundred and sixty eight of that came at the national finals. Which <clears throat> the money at the finals is great, but to have that much going in, that was pretty damn impressive. And, and you take away one rodeo you didn't go to, and I want to talk about that. But Calgary, you didn't go to Calgary. Yes, sir. Yeah, we didn't make it up there. We we're uh, down home and uh, made the NFR open, so we we're hitting all them circuit rodeos down around Wyoming and Colorado. And there's a bunch right that same week, and so we we're down there making the circuit finals again. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way that NFR open pays, crazy not to. Yeah, that NFR open paid really good too. So it made it a pretty easy decision just to stay home and just kind of hit while everybody was up north and. Uh, Shoot, I don't like going that far from home anyway. I like kind of sticking around home uh, during the summertime. It's pretty nice nice around that time of year. So we just hang out around there as much as we can. Last year, when did you think, man, this is this is happening? Not only, not only am I going to make the national finals my rookie year, but I have a legitimate chance to win a gold buckle my rookie year. Like when did that – when did you think – sit back and like, oh, shit, this could happen? Uh, so like right around, uh, right probably after Houston, uh, I was sitting second, I think, and, uh, just LB was the only guy ahead of me and he was winning everything. So I was feeling pretty good. And, uh, about that time of year, just figured if I could keep, uh, keep it rolling, just keep having fun, going to as much stuff as I could, uh, not get lazy. I'd, uh, have a good chance at it. So that's about that time I figured I'd probably be making the finals and then, uh, around 4th of July, I was, uh, I think I jumped LB right before that. And then, uh, 4th of July went and I went to like six and three days and won a whole boatload. So about right then I, <laughs> I was kind of pulling away from guys and I was like, holy cow, I just need to finish out the Northwest run good. And, uh, we have a good chance at this. So we just right around then was probably the time I was like, holy cow, it's kind of all happening. And I, I heard last year on my permit somebody was somebody said to me that nobody wanted on the on the rookie uh the world championship on the rookie so I was like well shoot I better go do it now I can't <laughs> can't waste it <laughs> well it, for everybody that doesn't know LB Leighton Barry I think is who you're who you're talking yeah. about uh you know it's somebody that has has really excelled at, and when I say excelled for me I've got to see everybody from Larry Sandvik to to you to the young kids now and Leighton has been somebody that has been so impressive the last few years too. And is that, is Leighton one of those guys you, you look up to? I mean, the thing about you bareback riders is you're a pretty tight knit group, but is Leighton's kind of somebody that helps guide you around? Oh yeah. Yeah. He helped me out a bunch. Me and uh, his little brother Cade were really good buddies. Uh, first, uh, first year I come down here, I think I was 17, uh, down to Texas. I went over to their house, uh, uh, and hung out around them and uh, got advice from LB my first permit year about horses down there around Texas and stuff and just kind of always thought he rode good and got to know him pretty good so now we hang out and BS all the time going to rodeos and uh, stuff like that but yeah they them guys are uh, awesome group of guys and like the rest of the bareback riders in the room like we're all, we're all pretty close but yeah then there's definitely a couple in there that we we're all homies 
<laughs> well, it's always good to have that core group. You know, when we were steer wrestling, we'd always have, you know, you'd have your four buddies. That was, that, that was your brotherhood. Those were the guys you, you know, you, you go to battle with and, and everybody else was still tight, but those four guys, if you, if you needed to work out something, those were the guys you went to. And I, I feel like every event kind of has that. Yeah, for sure. And like, and it's kind of funny, like every, every different rodeo kind of has their own uh, guys entered. So like they're just who you're with that day is uh, <laughs> just kind of changes with everyone. Uh, so like, guy that you could be homies with one day and then not see him for a month and then uh, be with homies with everybody else for that month you don't see him but you know right. stuff like that but so we're it's like a, you guys hit, hit it off <laughs> yeah it's like you hit it off with whether you've been apart for three days or three months it's, yeah. you start back right back to where you were last time you saw him yeah tie right back into the same old joke you had <laughs> yeah exactly well keenan coming into i want to talk about going into the national finals with that big of a lead uh how and i don't know the number exactly but how far ahead of second place were you going into it uh i think it was just over a hundred thousand uh so yeah Which, i think right if right, anybody right knows the payout that that's just not a whole hell of a lot to be ahead of somebody. I mean, they gather you up pretty quick. So you had to go into the finals and do your job all 10 nights. Yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, I had that little bit of a cushion. So I knew like I could go into the finals, kind of get to feeling it and learn, learn some just what the finals was and, uh, but go out and still do my job. And, uh, kind of another thing was like the average knew that was a big, uh, big deciding factor in the end of it right especially with how jess rode he was giving me a run for my money every every night he had and uh so we're just going out going at it just like it was uh rodeo in the middle of the year like just go out have fun just take to it like the uh take that horse like it is every other horse if it was shooting steamboat colorado just a small small rodeo you know and uh but yeah we just had fun with it uh learning out the new atmosphere and everything and uh ended up working out uh but yeah i had a blast uh competing with them guys and uh look forward to doing it again for sure damn right well 850 points on 10 head that's obviously me doing my simple math in my head is 85 points per horse that that's got to be fairly close to the average record what what is the average record uh i don't know that uh by any means uh but yeah no i i just kind of wasn't wasn't winning much in some rounds and then but placing in a couple and then uh but being right out of the money there and uh just was consistent all week and right that's kind of what ended up being the uh what helped me out the most what was the scariest horse which i you say scary but like a horse a draw you had at the finals going oh damn uh, get by. Shoot, there really wasn't anything I uh, was like, man, this is a real e-penner. Like, uh, there's a, like that not-so-foxy, I kind of underestimated her. She was in the uh, e-pen, uh, I think round seven, and uh, I wasn't really, I kind of overlooked her. I kind of, the way she bucked, it looked like she was more of a hopper, but I got on her and everything was away, and I always had to really work my butt off to kind of keep up with her. But, uh, yeah, no, that wasn't. It really wasn't that any that I was like, holy cow, uh, just because like, there's a lot of horses I got on previously in the in the year and uh, and 
shoot the big bad ones that I had at the beginning of the week, I rode really good. So I was pretty confident throughout it. Well, and that probably makes a difference getting by those big bad ones at the beginning of the week, knowing, especially your first year there, you know, NFR rookie, rookie of the year, but knowing that, okay, I got, got them big bad ones. Now we just go ahead and finish it off with what I've been doing all year long. Oh yeah. Yeah. After round seven, it's the biggest relief of, of your life. <laughs> That's for sure. You get no more e-penners? E-pen. Yeah. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, oh, we got good ones the rest of the rest of the way. <laughs> we can just stay upright, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, rodeo all year long, especially talked about going over the 4th of July, you got on you with six rodeos in three days. Uh, how does that equate to 10 rounds of nfr one horse a day because you know you guys get banged up you get sore at the finals but you would think getting on six head in three days would be even harder yeah it's kind of weird uh just because you're in riding shape that time you've been getting on uh back to back pretty well for two two months going on by then and uh like this time of year it's kind of the same thing as the finals like you having that time off so your body's just not used to it because really weird muscles that you use in the bareback riding so like you'll just be walking around and have like a really weird spot uh bothering you but yeah no it's uh uh it's kind of just one of those things you got to just go and go and do and after a couple of weeks of doing it you get feeling good so honestly like those back-to-back rodeos during the 4th of July, it's really uh, the hardest part is just getting to them. Getting on is the easy part. You're already warmed up and ready to go. You're in <laughs> just in go mode. So, From Cody to Red Lodge or Red Lodge to Cody and then back to Livingston. and Yeah, yeah Oakley to West Jordan and then uh, right. back up to North Dakota. <laughs> well, for all you folks that are listening or watching, I highly suggest you go out and check – Google, Google or YouTube, um, first off, YouTube and like and subscribe to Luke Branquino Show. But uh, go to uh, Google bareback riding and you'll see what Keenan's talking about because it is, it's like you're in a car wreck every time you nod your head, just the jerking and abusing, abuse you're, you're putting on your body. Yeah, yeah. Guys uh, get whiplash and car wrecks and shoot, we do that about 10, 10 jumps a ride. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, what? no, it's a bit rough trying to keep your chin tucked. <laughs> I could imagine. What what made you pick uh, bareback riding? Because it's you used to ride. Did you you rode bulls? Um, did you do any other timed events? Uh, didn't do any timed events. Uh, I rode. Well, I didn't ride very many. I got on a lot of broncs, uh, <laughs> so that that made the decision on that one pretty easy. Uh, but no, I uh, rode bulls and bareback horses, uh, amateur rodeos, and everything since I was. 12 years old uh and then i was started pro rodeo when i was 18 and they let me into my first pro rodeo in both of them and i think i was 52 points one day money that day like 560 bucks and uh didn't let me into nothing else in the bull riding uh at letting me into the bareback ridings at all these pro rodeos but no bull ridings and i got tired of packing my helmet and my my bull rope around so i just <laughs> left it at home next time i was there and quit entering the bull riding and uh they started paying me in the bareback riding, so I just kind of focused on it, and uh, definitely a lot less sore nowadays, uh, not having to do the bull riding and the bareback, and 
Shoot, I'd probably be falling asleep behind the bucking chutes if I had to wait until the bull ride next <laughs> rodeo. <laughs> yeah, you have a pretty big break between the bareback ride and bull ride, and it's guy can get lose his train of thought pretty fast. What are uh, who are some of the guys you looked up to at a young age? Uh, so I got uh, learned a lot from Casey Coletti when I was uh, first starting riding bareback horses. He was at a high school uh, our high school finals, and they had a prca school or something like that there and he was a coach and uh just kind of uh got me pointed the right direction and using my feet and stuff like that before that i was just kind of holding on to ponies and stuff riding them like a bull and then uh but about that time i realized that's what i needed to work on so i just worked on it and probably two or three years down the way i could uh spur one pretty good and then uh i was entering uh, open rodeos around Colorado. There's a bunch of them during the weeks there, right on the western slope. And uh, Stephen Peebles was over in Snowmass one week, and uh, he'd come and talk to me and started giving me some advice. So I've been keeping in touch with him, and uh, so them two guys helped me out a bunch. And then uh, way back when I was first starting, would have been Jake Boko. He put me on steers, uh, roping steers at his house, and. Uh, kind of taught me how to ride bulls that way. He, he used to ride uh, bulls in the PBR back in the 2000s. So uh, just some older guys helped me out that way. And then uh, when I first uh, started Pro Rodeo on our last year, uh, Wyatt yeah. did me a bunch. <laughs> you say when I first started Pro Rodeo, oh, yeah, that was last year. But you're well, you're a veteran with a gold buckle now. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, on my card, uh, Denny, I jumped in with Denny and Shano, and uh, they entered me up. And, which is a good thing because I probably wouldn't have been at very many rodeos if I was doing any entering. It was, I'm pretty garbage at it. But so them guys have, they helped me in that way. And so there's been a lot of hands on deck for, for sure. And my parents, they put me on stuff ever since I was little. And even when they weren't home, I'd get on sometimes and they'd <laughs> chew my butt. But yeah, no, it kind of anything I ever wanted towards the rodeo, I uh, had to work for it for sure. But, uh, like definitely had the right hands in, in line to help me get where I wanted. Here on the Luke Branquino Show, we like to throw a little rodeo trivia around. So we're going to ask the question, and you guys put the answers in the comments. See if you get it right. Who was the first woman to qualify to the NFR in 1974? To hear the answer, you're going to have to stay tuned, keep watching the show, because I will answer it a little bit later. You, you know, obviously, when you got your card last year, uh, you're just now figuring out how to enter. Well, I, it took me about the same. I, I'd rodeoed um, my rookie year, ended up missing the NFR by one spot. I was 16th. And then the next year, um, at the end of the year, I started rodeoing with Brad Gleason. And I didn't, I just, people would put me down. And I didn't know, they'd call in and they'd enter and I'd be over here like, and yep. then finally, Brad's like, you better learn how to do this because you're going to have to one of these days. And and Brad helped me a lot and figure out how to learn how to enter and stuff, which it's changed tremendously now. We used to get it was called the Business Journal. I don't think they have those anymore. But the paper Business Journal, and we'd have to go highlight, mark rodeos, mark the cl enter close date, the number to Procom, which I still know, 800. I can't remember. But we used to have to call in. I don't think you've ever had to experience calling in to enter a rodeo, did you? 
Uh, last year when the website was down. Oh, uh, that's right. I was giving Wyatt and Shayna crap about it. I was like, holy cow, I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember it. It's 800-234-7722. Anyway. Yeah, yeah I knew the last, last uh, four. <laughs> yeah. But. but we used – I mean, I could still remember, you know – with 20 years ago card number 27760 is mine yeah. 20360 trav cadwell and that in anyway or that's not travis anyway i don't remember what it is but the th- the numbers we have to remember to enter was it was nuts and and now you guys get to do it all on the touch of your phone right uh, you don't have to worry about calling in and hitting the busy signal and going damn it i don't know if i'm going to get an operator in time to enter this one right yeah i haven't had to deal with that too much i i have here and there like last year i was uh I was a hold guy in the back seat when we were trying to enter uh, last summer. <laughs> so I, was, I got pretty tired of that dang hold song they had. But, uh, yeah, no, we, uh, I've tried to learn a little bit, kind of put my – I've always put my own schedules. Uh, a lot, first two permit years I traveled uh, with a few guys, but a lot of the time I was by myself. So I was entering, but sometimes it wasn't the best uh, <laughs> the best routes or I'd get screwed around. So I'd be doing a lot of back and forth and – um, but yeah, learning it now and realizing the times of the year you got to go and like this time of year, you can just kind of getting into the big ones, just go to them instead of having to hit everything and, uh, use yourself up early in the year. So just kind of things like that. There's a lot to learn. I've <laughs> come, to, yeah. come to realize. Well, a lot to go into. Just like you said, you don't want to, uh, I can't remember. Oh, I was talking to Tilden Hooper and he's like, you know, Going to the winter rodeos is okay, but you can get on a lot of junk too. And and yep. you know, a guy smart if he enters smart in the wintertime, maybe don't go to as many. But once the spring run hits, that's when a guy could really get a hold of him and get some money won. And knowing that, knowing how to enter that way, I think would probably be very important for you guys. Yeah, and yeah, and like some of these rodeos, there's better days to to get in. So like stuff, just even little things like that, and. Uh, just kind of all comes with uh, going. So that was that was a big thing when I was going on my car, and I had been buddies with Wyatt and Shano. So like I, when they offered to jump in, I was jumped on right away. And because going with a guy like that, know how to get there, and that's a big difference in just trying to figure it out by yourself. Well, and you're you're in the right you're in the right era of rodeo, which I'm jealous for a lot of the guys now because. When I retired, it was just really starting to pick up. You guys were running at $30,000 rounds, 70 averages, and then it's just going to increase next year. But there's also other avenues for guys to make money, like your WCRA, your Americans, um, now this Kid Rock and Roll Rodeo. I mean, these are, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting times for, for a young cowboy. Yeah, and the way it's all changing, it's no longer just a – go out have fun and more of a business so it's it's really cool to see it kind of uh come full like come around and towards this way it's uh i mean i'd like it to kind of go back a little bit uh to more having fun i like to have a lot of the fun so uh everybody being serious all the time it's kind of gotta dip your toes in to see how the atmosphere is that day in the locker room but uh yeah no i just like to have fun with it so i'm it's really cool to be able to make a living uh, doing what I've done my whole life and how me seeing the money just keep keep growing year in and year out. It's it's just pretty exciting. Yeah, what about this American? I mean, this is going to be uh, – obviously, you don't have a chance at, uh, at the million, but uh, 
you got a chance that hundred thousand. That's pretty nice to have that guaranteed getting to go into it. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's pretty cool. I've never uh, actually went through the qualifiers uh, in previous years. I've never uh, focused that way. I just was trying to get into the PRCA kind of loop uh, this time of year around Texas. So I was never going to it. Never would take the time off, and uh, so yeah, this year just having a step right in that's the coolest thing in the world it's helps me out a bunch but yeah that hundred thousand that's uh that's still so much money i wouldn't a million dollars you could tell me i got it i don't think i'd wrap my head around it just because i wouldn't even know what you could buy with that much you know it's uh it what whatever put in the bank i guess but, but yeah, yeah. thousand is kind of the same way like it i know it wouldn't count but shoot make e- rodeo easier for the next year that's for sure it, it doesn't count the standings, but it counts in that bank account. Exactly. It still counts somewhere. <laughs> yeah, spends the no. same. Well, and similar to the WCRAs, and I, it sounds like you probably haven't been to been to many or any of those, and that's another opportunity. You know, you see you see guys like um, in the Bronc ride and Isaac Diaz. I mean, he's, he's won a pile at them. He obviously about made the NFR in the Bronc ride, but – you can go to those and, and have a chance at 10, 15 grand and only have to be there for a day or two. So more opportunity in the rodeo business is, is pretty nice. Yeah. There's so many options now. Like I know there used to be back in like high school, you had different amateur associations and some paid better than others. And you'd go down here and do the CPRAs and stuff like that. And, but yeah, having it, uh, in the rodeo world up like at, full stage and a few years ago yeah there's just a prca to go to and if you're a bull rider you could go pbr and uh yeah having a having these big big name options is is definitely a cool thing to do and uh be able to win that much money in one weekend without having to keep going and uh be away from family all year it's it's a it's a game changer for sure for uh everybody in rodeo there's so many different guys guys with families and then you have a young young 21 year old you know doesn't care about anything uh and so it's just so different and it just these different options are helping everybody yeah for sure for sure when you're out here rodeoing where like down here in texas what you do you stay at layton's or where do you where do you hang out when you're down here uh i'm down here at uh chase rector's house uh we I help him with the uh, some of his practices on Mondays uh, when I'm around, and he puts me up, try to keep keep the place picked up, give me something to do during the time off. And uh, there's a couple golf courses right nearby, so I try to go out and do that as much as I can and uh, just kind of stay busy. I don't really work out a whole lot when I'm down here. Uh, just kind of, uh, I don't know, I just hang out. I've <laughs> never been really a workout guy a whole lot. Uh but so I just kind of hang out, just stay busy and have fun and, uh, and try to stay out of trouble best I can. Well, when I talked to you for, at first, you were at the downhill or yeah. <clears throat> the downhill just happened. You guys went ahead and hung out there. I had never experienced the cowboy downhill before, um, but they said it is it's a fun time. Oh, it's a blast. I've been uh, going the last three years. It's uh, it's kind of funny. I uh, from 20 minutes from there in Hayden. So grew up around it and everybody's skiing and stuff and it's always been so dang expensive to go up out on the mountain so i never been uh until the first year i went to the uh downhill and oh it was a wreck and 
I jumped in with Wyatt Denny the last couple of years, so uh, I kind of had no choice to just to figure it out. We'd we'd go snowboarding and skiing on our days off. So I here lately, I, I like to think I'm pretty good, but we we can get to the bottom rather quickly nowadays. <laughs> it would take me a while to get to the bottom because I'd probably be having to pick the snow out of my ears or back face anyway. <laughs> It, you didn't. You wouldn't think you can get road rash on ice or snow, but you dang sure get scraped up pretty good. And that would be me. Oh yeah, that ice and stuff. It was uh, these last few years. It was pretty nice. It was snowing, so it was nice. A pretty nice fall for the most of it. But yeah, that first year I went, it was. I think I made half a day and was over it. <laughs> oh geez. Down at the bottom and got uh, free food and free drinks all the rest of the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, and Coors was the big sponsor of that. I, I imagine they still are, huh? Uh, I think it's Bud Light now. Yeah. Oh, is it? But maybe it was Bud Light was the sponsor. We can yeah. cut that out. Yeah. We don't need to mention that. But anyway, um, so <laughs> yeah, what? What weird feeling about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we what last year? Obviously, your first year going hard and and on your card. So, I mean, it's probably hard to say, well, this rodeos, these rodeos are my favorites, but what are some of your favorite rodeos that, that you've been to? Obviously, ones you probably won, but. Right. There's a, shoot, there's a bunch. I like uh, Pendleton at the end of the year. It's a, it's a party. Everybody's kind of letting loose one last time for the year. And it's. Uh, either, you're either letting loose because you made the finals or you're letting loose because you worked your ass yeah. off and didn't make them. Yeah, yeah, everybody has their own reason, but it's a good time either way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that one, and uh, probably Cheyenne. I like Cheyenne. And shoot. I there's a, I went to so many these last few years. There's <laughs> I forget a lot of them, but uh, I really like that outdoor in Okeechobee, Florida. That's a cool little arena down there. And uh, just little ones. I like those small little ones. Okeechobee's that old wooden arena, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Actually, last year, so we were, they have two rodeos down there now. Uh, the first rodeo is not at that one. It's uh, no, somewhere no. on the, uh, I think, on the reservation there nearby. Did you make so, a mistake and go to the that? that? Yeah, yeah, because we were like flipping, flipping it in the uh, map there, the address on the PSN, and I was like, no, I've been to this rodeo. It ain't, it ain't over there, <laughs> you know. So we we even had the right one put in, and it was like thirty minutes away, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were all in, and there wasn't a soul in sight. We we're oh shoot, <laughs> had to turn around and haul ass back. And we we're already running late. That was a good part. I think uh, I was up the next day there, so I was good. But there's two guys riding with us. I think they were late, so they had like 30 minutes. They quit driving, jumped in the camper, and <laughs> we we made it to the rodeo for them. But yeah, it was you got it all funny. right. Had to heat their riggings up and get everything ready to go, and they jump out and throw them on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're in, they're in the camper getting rocked around back there. <laughs> yeah, I guess that we learned from our mistakes. I actually did that too. We were at uh, my rookie year. We were sitting in the parking lot at Ellensburg. We were up at Puyallup. We had ran our first one, um, so a lot of guys go to back to Puyallup to hang out with you know horses and stuff. And and uh, we're sitting in the parking lot there at Ellensburg, and it's in the morning. They, uh, the guys I'm with are like, hey, what time's the perf start at uh, Puyallup? And I look at the business journal again. It was the paper book. Right. And I said, 7 o'clock, and threw it on the dash. And they, they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. You think I'm stupid? Well, <laughs> we leave there about noon, and it takes you know a couple hours to get to Puyallup. 
And we pull in, unload horses, and here comes somebody walking back with a team of bullion horses that are muddy. And we're like, what the hell is that person doing? Well, there were two purse that day. One was at 1.30, and we just missed it. So you learn from the mistakes, that's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't take naps in, uh, a couple hours before rodeos anymore. I uh, slept through uh, Dodge City one day, or dang near. I woke up to Boyd screaming over the pro oh, the announcer deal and so i come running it was uh i failed to see the rainstorm coming in and uh grabbed my felt hat set of my straw hat and i was sitting on my horse and the biggest raindrops i ever did see they started dropping on us and by the end of it i think that was uh the time frankie was a 90 something on gunfire or something like that there in dodge but yeah yep. we're all tucked away underneath the shed thing back there and just no, I think there's two people on the bucket shoot when by the time of the end of the bareback ride and it was raining so dang hard. <laughs> Did you have black felt dye running down your face and everywhere? Oh yeah. Yeah. And it went full <laughs> flop mode. Like it was so wet it didn't have no shape left in it. And even when it dried, it was like kind of a cone again. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. It was it was bad. You got that resist all rookie hat to uh, replace that one, so you were yeah, all set. We got- Finally got some good, uh, good-looking hats under me now. <laughs> got, had to <laughs> had to get resist all to uh, give me some more. So, but yeah, no, oh, we're good it. now. Keenan, I appreciate you coming on the show. It has been it's been just amazing watching your young career and and how you you go about your business and and just dominate um, at such a young age, man. Congratulations on that. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. It was a good time. Rodeo trivia question. Who was the first woman to qualify to the NFR in 1974? The first woman to compete at the National Finals Rodeo in 1974 was Wanda Harper Bush. Hey, you want to see more in-depth details on the Luke Branquino Show? Make sure you like and subscribe.